Yeah, hello and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, joined early by the Stormy Scotties. <laughs> hello, I was three minutes early to join our Zoom meeting. Someone doesn't have school, so now she's punctual. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very punctual. And I just like pace around for hours until it's <laughs> noon. Until it's time to do something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until something's on my schedule. But yellow, we are back. Yeah, um, we're here this week to talk about an Italian horror movie that came out last year, I believe, uh, called The Classic Horror Story. And I would say this is a classic horror story. Yeah, it, it most certainly is. And don't let the name deceive you and don't let that name make you think that it's like, silly or like not worth a watch like it for sure was pretty wild (laughs) um a classic horror story is a 2021 italian horror film written by roberto de fio paolo stripoli and lucio bessanana bessana david bellini and milo tisone uh and directed by roberto de fio and paolo um stripoli and then it stars a bunch of Italian people and Mark. <laughs> oh yeah, there is Mark. <laughs> uh, it's a that's a TikTok joke, but it's also really the name of the only English speaking character in this movie. Yeah, I was surprised that when he started speaking English, I was like, oh, is it just one of those cultural things where they kind of switch back and forth? But no, he was um, not Italian, but he could speak some Italian. So yeah, he was English and dating a hot Italian chick. Yeah, and because uh, once he once I saw him, he is like a ginger redhead, and I was like, "Huh, interesting, <laughs> a ginger Italian guy." Haven't seen that, and uh, alas, he was not Italian. So alas, alas, he just wasn't. He <laughs> was speaking the English. Is that a cat? I am so sorry. <laughs> He's playing with the uh, like a toy where the, the, the ball, ball could go around. Yeah. The ball toy, they fucking love that ball toy. Yeah, there's this ball toy has like it's like a tower, so it's like a it's like a pyramid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like one ball on top, one in the middle, and one on the bottom, and he just like hits it so fucking fast. <laughs> that's that's that noise. So try try to Yeah. Hi. Uh yeah. So I guess let's get into acting uh did you watch this dubbed or subbed oh uh subbed for sure okay because netflix for me so for some reason defaulted <laughs> to the dub it still does that for you oh man yeah so i was confused <laughs> for a second because the dub for uh, for the like three minutes i watched wasn't bad and the syncing was pretty well done and it was like i thought this was italian why are they speaking perfect <laughs> english and then i realized it was because netflix was being dumb yeah <laughs> Uh, but we've got Elisa, mm-hmm. Fabrizio, yes, Mark, <laughs> uh, Mark. Sophie, and Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Plus some other characters that show up as the twists and turns of the movie go on. Um, really, the main our final girl is Matilda Lutz as Elisa, mm-hmm. and 
I thought she did a good job. She was a good final girl. Oh yeah. I thought she was excellent. She has all the classic hallmarks of a final girl. You know, she's pregnant at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the movie. Of course. Yeah. Debating, keeping the baby. Her mom wants her to get an abortion so she doesn't ruin her life. But uh, Alyssa, I think, I think wants to keep the baby because she's not enjoying the current life path she's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get the, I guess, a carpooling app mm-hmm. is what she's using to get back home or go to the abortion clinic. And inside is Ricardo, who's a doctor, very handsome doctor, played by Pino Mazzata. Mazzata. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume probably like a famous Italian TV actor. Oh, do you think he's the famous one? Yeah, just because his name is actually a uh, hyperlinked on oh. Wikipedia. I mean, Will Merrick and uh, Matilda Lutz are too, but he is an Italian actor known for playing police off playing a police officer in the mystery series based on the character in movies. Yeah, so it sounds like he's in a cop drama over Excellent. there in Italy that could be popular. Mm. <laughs> Outfitting. I am so sorry. This never happens. It, it was my husband I, calling. I'm so sorry. I'm text him tell him to not. Um, Matilda Lutz is an Italian American model and actress. She starred in the 2017 horror film Rings and the action thriller Revenge. So I remember Rings coming out. I never saw it because any sequel to Rings just isn't as good as the first one to, to the ring just isn't as good as the first one. Yeah. But I do remember that movie coming out. So I guess she's an up and coming scream queen. Yeah. It sounds like she's in some horror stuff. So that's pretty cool. And then Mark, who's the English speaker, he is famous for uh, being on skins, the popular, um, British TV show about rambunctious teenagers. Ah, so, okay. So I guess they called him English. I guess he's just like from like English, like from Britain or London or something like that. Yeah. I believe Sophie says that, or Sophia says that they both went to America, but neither of them are from America. Okay. Gotcha. They're just like there for influencer culture and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I could tell because she had TikTok up that or whatever. I guess that was supposed to be TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, it was a, it was a TikTok type app. Um, Wait, I have a quick question about that TikTok that she had. Um, Is like a nudity allowed? It's not, but since this isn't really TikTok. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? I mean, it was, it was dude butts. So. I know, but I was like, is that, I was like, there's no way that American TikTok has any nudity, but I, I, I don't know if like European TikTok is a that, That's difference. a good point because, you know, mm-hmm. the, the world perceives nudity differently than oh, puritanical yeah. America does. Uh, yeah, that's, yep, exactly my point. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but we've, and then we have uh, Francisco Russo as Fabrizio who, segueing into story a bit spoilers for a classic horror story but if you're here you should have watched the movie and done your homework yeah we told you to watch it (laughs) um he i would say is the randy of the movie i know he was like my favorite (laughs) he was the randy of the movie and this movie answers the question of what if randy was ghostface oh yeah and that 
Oh, what an excellent connection. Yes. I would say perfect. He and the little girl, Chiara, um, Mm -hmm. were the best actors in this movie. Yes. Which that's another plot twist. Let's just, let's go ahead and get into story. Let's do (laughs) it. It's hard to, it's hard to talk about their performances without breaking down into the spoilers and twists. Definitely. The movie. All right, um, take it away. Yep. Um, so it starts with Matilda Luss as Elisa trying, uh, talking to her mom about whether or not to get an abortion. Her mom thinks she should. She is yep. on the fence. She doesn't seem to really want one. And she um, boards an RV driven by travel blogger Fabrizio and accompanied by Ricardo, a doctor, uh, and Sophie and Sophia and Mark, who are a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, it's like a rideshare app. Um, that I would personally never use because of a situation like this. Yeah, that was interesting to me because I thought they were like her friends, but then I realized it was like strangers and I was like, oh shit, okay. Which I think is a nice little twist on this genre. This is one of my favorite genres of horror. A bunch of dumbasses get lost in the woods and die. Mm-hmm. But there's a nice little added bit of tension when it's they're strangers. strangers. Yeah, that's usually a group of like BFFs forever, but no, nobody knows each other, which is, except for the couple. Yeah. And as they're driving, Fabrizio gets tired. And so Mark, who's been (laughs) drinking, volunteers to drive the rest of the way. Um, They crash and end up in this weird little grassy area in front of a mysterious cabin. Mm -hmm. And that's when (laughs) shit starts to hit the fan. Mark's leg is broken. They said it, but he can't really move. So they start trying to make a plan and figure out what to do from there. Yes. And as they're one, as Fabrizio is wandering in the woods, he sees two people in the, no, that that's later. Um, (laughs) Sorry, jumping ahead. Um, Elisa finds a painting in the cabin that tells the story of, uh, sorry for any name massacring, the story of Asso, Matrasso, and Carcanasso. It is a real urban legend. That's still popular in Italy. The original legend traces back to the 15th century when brothers were banished from Spain because they murdered their sister's rapist. The brothers landed off the coast of Fava near the Sicilian islands where they created a new societal, new societal rules and eventually founded the three major crime organizations in Italy. Cosa Nostra or the mafia that I'm not even going to try. They founded like three different types of mafias and so this urban legend is deeply rooted in like the history of the mafia so these men murdered a rapist i don't understand what the issue is (laughs) it was the 15th 15th century they should have been praised and like these men should not be feared (laughs) but um i see how it could be you know got all twisted (laughs) Yeah. damn good for them well i mean this was back in the 15th right. century so that's true you know <laughs> rape was fine but murder wasn't because rape is always you know the rapey, fine the rapey's fault oh absolutely the, the sister should have definitely been killed instead of yeah. the rapist god totally. damn it he did not do anything wrong <laughs> she clearly was asking for it and now you know these guys they founded the mafia <laughs> now they found the mafia so you're welcome everybody um, so we learned that legend. Fabrizio conveniently knows this legend very well mm-hmm. uh, because his mom used to tell him story at uh, bedtime, which 
I could kind of see the twist coming, but it was still a nice surprise when the twist did happen. Yes. Because the hints were subtle enough. You know, I could believe, especially knowing that this is a real urban legend in Italy, I could believe, you know, the mom telling her kid the story. Yeah. Um, So then they start trying to figure out how to get out and he's exploring the woods looking for a way out. There's some severed pig heads that freak them out. Uh, (laughs) He finds people in the woods uh, at nighttime. Yeah, he leaves the van at night because they're going to sleep in the van. Uh, He goes to take a piss and that's when he sees the people in the woods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The girls hear screaming from the cabin and decide, you know, to go explore the cabin and they go up in the attic uh, where they find a little girl in a cool little nest thing. Her tongue tongue has been cut out. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, But Brizio comes back and tells Ricardo, we need to hide. We need to go up in the attic. And this is another hint that Fabrizio was a bad guy because they just fucking left Mark. Oh yeah, without, I guess they did broken with, leg Mark. Without a second thought. Well, he was mad at him anyway because he was like, you drunk driving. Blah, 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 blah. So, but like if there's yeah. men in the woods and you're like, we need to go hide. <laughs> you don't Mark just- is just going to slow them down. <laughs> so... Everything outside turns red when a siren activates and three, the, the three men from the urban legend come and take Mark from the van and misery him, which I feel like was just unnecessary and a little rude. <laughs> misery. <laughs> because they were going to kill him anyway. So it was just a dick move to break both of his ankles. Very, very fucked up because I thought they were just going to like maim him. You know what I mean? But like, uh. Yeah. At this point, we're led to believe that he might get maimed because the little girl, mm-hmm. if she had her tongue cut out, then maybe they're just going to break his little ankles so and that's it. So yeah. he can't run away, right? Not that he could run away before because his leg was already His broken. leg was already broken, so that was actually kind of like silly. They could have like broken something else. I don't yeah. know. Anything. But, so uh, I thought, oh, well, that's just going to be another complication to them trying to escape is now both of Mark's legs are broken <laughs> beyond repair. Yeah, complication no, they're, they're, is a great word. They just word. decided to kill him anyway. They just wanted to be assholes about it. <laughs> yeah, they killed him in a very, uh, the, the way they killed him made me like, uh, just kind of like cringe a little bit because of the eyeball thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate the, when anything's close to my eyeballs. Yeah, man. it was like a, tor- like a clamp <laughs> torture device yeah. that they kept turning the dial and two spikes descended and stabbed him through the eye sockets. Oh, but it was like, agonizingly slow and they like they cock teased him for a second they stopped for yeah. a few minutes and then went right back to it and I was like I was I don't know and then I was saying to myself I'm like are they gonna blind him because they do that thing where it's like one has no eyes one has no mouth or whatever but I was like no they might just kill him because it'll just like penetrate his brain and he'll <laughs> just die and he just died and I was like all right that's that yep. he's Mark and that was that. And so they hide out in the attic for the rest of the night. And in the morning, they decide to make a bolt, make a break for it by heading north or south, one of those directions out of the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, they take the little girl with them. Uh, Lisa gives her a pair of shoes, which kind of helps develop Elisa's character, showing that she does care about kids. Mm-hmm. So she probably does want this baby. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. She's very motherly. So Fabrizio is leading the way out of the woods. They find a... Um, kind of junkyard of cars 
And in this junkyard of cars, they argue that, you know, they didn't do anything to try and save Mark, which very true. Yeah, it's very true. They just, yeah. <laughs> they didn't, they just left him to die. They straight up left him behind. <laughs> he couldn't um, even do anything. He was like helpless. And Sophia's very upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ricardo's like, well, you didn't try and fight me off. You could have bit my hand, kicked me in the balls, which also very oh, true. Ricardo. Yeah, but like, what the heck, Ricardo? That's like a mind game. Yeah. <laughs> The siren goes off again because I assume the farmers realized that they were gone. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I guess Elisa and the little girl Chiara have a moment in the car that we're led to believe was Chiara's parents' car because it, there's a notebook in there mm-hmm. with her name on it. And she says, Do you know how to get out of the forest? And Chiara, Chiara writes, this isn't a forest. Very creepy. Very scary. Very creepy. Ooh. And I thought maybe they were in purgatory for a little bit. I thought that they were in like, I was like, if this isn't a forest, then I was, I was like, is this a campground then? Is it like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like camp, right? <laughs> yeah. So they head out of the woods, but oh no, something went wrong. They're back at the cabin. Oh no. Fabrizio is like, I could have sworn this was the way. Dude, this whole time, it's because I like looked at my phone in the beginning of the movie and it's, it threw me off. So at this point, I had no fucking idea that Fabrizio was the bad guy at all. And I thought mm-hmm. that like they were stuck in like a place where no matter which direction they walked, they would just end up at the same place back at the house. That's what I thought yeah, at this so point. Like, a, like purgatory, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then I was being stupid and I was like, is this camp? Is this a resort? <laughs> if it's not a forest, then what is it? What is it with all these trees? <laughs> it was very early when I watched. I watched this like 9 a.m. <laughs> so. And uh, so Sophia and Fabrizio decide, well, the van's been stolen. I guess what we need to do is sleep in the cabin because that's better than just being out in the elements. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what they do. They camp out in the cabin. Um, yes. Ricardo keeping watch as they get ready for bed. They have a nice little moment where Fabrizio tells a joke where he's from the South. So this guy he knew kept saying, oh, you're a part of the mafia. And he's like, no, I'm not part of the mafia. And he kept saying that. So I had him killed. <laughs> that was a funny joke. <laughs> And they all laugh and have a sweet moment and then go to bed. <laughs> yes. After sharing a beer, which Fabrizio, for some reason, never takes a drink of. Ah, I see. Uh, that's when I started really putting the pieces together. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, <laughs> Elisa wakes up a few hours later and everybody's gone, except uh, everybody's gone. And she goes outside to look for them and the entire cult is just outside Very and scary. Ricardo and Sophia are tied up to poles about to be sacrificed. And uh, Chiara is in her little nest again. <laughs> yeah. So what the three men need from their sacrifices are eyes, ears, and tongue, because mm-hmm. they're essentially representations of an American lore, see no evil, do no evil, or see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Yeah. Um, they're they're a variant of that (laughs) and so they take Sophia's eyes they take uh Mar uh Ricardo's ears which Mm -hmm. ears are very delicate oh and I don't know what would hurt more the eyes being gouged out or an ear being cut off oh that's a good because because imagine a piercing mm -hmm. you know that kind of hurts because if you sleep on your ear wrong it's the most painful thing yeah 
for sure. And like, you know, if you get like a bunch of piercings in your ear, it can hurt really bad. But like, if your ear is like removed, oh God. (laughs) Yeah. And with that, um, they do that weird thing with their mouth. Yeah. What the fuck was that about? I didn't enjoy that. Me neither. It was very bizarre. I don't like that sound. I think they just chose a sound that would like make everyone like feel grossed out. <laughs> yeah, and they they did they made a good choice. Yeah, they did. That's <laughs> good. Uh, Fabrizio gr- drags Elisa back into the cabin, and she realizes, "Hey, you never drank the beer. Why? <laughs> we would have heard them come in. What what did you put in the beer?" Right. And he hugs her, tries to comfort her, and then. <laughs> The dumbass has an earpiece that she can clearly hear. Oh, yeah, what an idiot. And so I guess his director or co-director, sorry, spoilers, the woman on the other end of the mm-hmm. line is like, hey, move her under the deer head. Yeah. And she realizes this. And he's like, oh, you're ruining everything. You <laughs> cock tease. The fuck? And tells them to come get her. Yes. And they take her and put her in the wheelchair. And at this moment, I realized we still have a half hour left of this movie. Yeah, it was it was a long time. Uh, it was, it's a fairly short movie. It's only an hour and a half, but huh? It's been very long. Like, I know, they jammed so much shit into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. So yeah. <laughs> then the next morning, they're having a nice Italian dinner. It kind of reminded me of Midsommar, the feast scene in Midsommar. Yeah, where they uh, eat the fish or whatever. We're serenaded by a nice little Italian boy. But he's like disfigured. Yeah, because it's a cult movie. You always gotta have the disfigured <laughs> one. Have, have a Jason Voorhees kid. Yeah. Um, and I think earlier in the movie, uh, a mayor was mentioned and how she was cleaning up the streets oh, of yeah, the mafia. Yeah. And she's there. She's well aware of what's going on. And she's definitely the mafia because of her outfit. <laughs> yes. Um, she is the mafia. She's cleaning up the streets by basically containing all the mafia. <laughs> shenanigans to this one isolated area yes, yes that's that's essentially what I got from this oh that's that's excellent because I was gonna ask like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> yeah I think that makes sense. I think she's providing for the farmers by telling them these sacrifices are what's making their crops bountiful uh-huh. um, yeah but really it's all just a disguise for you know what mafias do yeah which is just kill people which is they don't get their things (laughs) uh let's see the local mayor is revealed to be part of the uh regional italian mafia group and the person sponsoring his film Mm -hmm. so that that's another twist um is when elisa is taken from the dinner table and rolled into a camera room or a video observation room she realizes that fabrizio has been filming everything and he admits to it he admits that he is making a movie an awesome horror movie and if he was in america he would have already had a sequel planned out and she calls him out that his work is just fucking derivative (laughs) (laughs) but he's like no i'm trying to make like real life snuff films with like the horror element instead of just the death yes um, and, and she's like, no, you're such a loser. <laughs> and he gets like all mad. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, like, I think the overall like deeper plan is to reestablish the, these three men into uh, Italian lore. Yeah. Like so mainstream. that they can continue doing this and it's just, oh, it's 
it's the three men came and got these people because Mm -hmm. of the legend but it's just the mafia killing their enemies for sure (laughs) she manages to escape by ripping her hands off the nails she um finds the costumes and finds his uh trailer and realized that Chiara is his little sister and was in on it the whole time mm-hmm. and this is this is why I think she's one of the, the little girl is probably the second best actor in this movie yeah it's, I didn't see that twist coming me neither I really thought that she was yeah a victim like when I heard the other voice he was talking to in the trailer I was like you know that's probably the little girl but yeah. she she was a very good um reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw 03, The Hitchhiker. Uh, sad, scared. Yes, 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 yes. Very disheveled. And then she's, and then we see her again in the trailer and she's just a snarky teenager. Yeah, like on the phone, fo- on her phone. Yeah. And she's like, I have to wear this tongue depressor for like two days and I'm sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So it was a very good, like, um, two different characters she was playing. Yeah, she was. Excellent. Um, and then the big finish. Yeah. Then as, <laughs> as she's leaving the cabin, uh, Elise has gone and got a shotgun and she just point blank shoots <laughs> the 12 year old girl in the chest. Right, the fucking chest and she just flies backwards. <laughs> yeah. Which talking like this is really weird. Um, it is. With what I'm just so happened oh in God, our country. Sorry. Yeah. But I, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking about that last night is, Oh God a little girl gets shot in the chest and that's how she dies in this movie but she she was the bad guy it was self-defense but still um i'll post some donation gofundmes to the victims of um the recent school shooting in the description of this episode um yeah but anyway we're not justifying anything we're just recapping what happened in the movie yes for sure uh, but also we should watch this and realize that's what happens when you shoot a child in the chest and no one needs these weapons of mass killing in their right. homes. Exactly. Um, and the, the the gun that was actually being used in this movie um, was just a shotgun at mm-hmm. this point, you know, so yeah. it wasn't even a gun that was meant to shoot humans a bunch of times in one clip. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's probably meant for livestock or something like that. Anyway. And then so she rests in peace and then next she proceeds to do the same thing to Fabrizio and then it ends (laughs) it ends with her running into a little chubby kid who was at the beach oh bless him (laughs) I loved him he didn't have any lines but the fact that he was in pool floaties in flip-flops in the middle of the woods yeah his little trunks and his big belly and i was like look at this kid he's from he came from the beach so it is a resort or a camp after it it was very bizarre so she follows him to the beach everybody stares at this poor blood-soaked girl (laughs) as she walks into the ocean uh taking videos of her hopefully someone's called a medic and they're yeah hopefully someone did something or like Mm -hmm. for her i don't know uh, so she gets in the ocean to wash the blood off and she kind of just floats there and she wraps her arms around her stomach, which is housing her baby. And the implication is that she is going to keep the baby. Yes. After um, all of this. 
But wait, after she gets to the beach, they like duck under this fence. And it says that like the sign says it, it's like a government site and like there's no trespassing. I'm willing to say that since his mom is the mayor and also the yeah. mafia leader, that mm-hmm. they just put that up there so they can do their thing without gotcha. uh, concern of of the passing. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like a compound almost in a way. And that's how it ends. But like whenever she's floating, guys, she's underwater. <laughs> she doesn't like come back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it does end that way. And it's fucking it was a wild ride it so, was that was it that was oh oh wait what about the uh the scene right after whenever the movie is like on blood flicks yeah so uh the movie does get uploaded to blood flicks and <laughs> it, it gets a thumbs down it's a thumbs down but the dude who watched it watched like the beginning and the end <laughs> You know what I mean? Do people do that? I guess they just watch the beginning and the end to make their decision. So despite the guy's wishes, the movie still didn't make the impact that he wanted, Mm -hmm. despite the real death. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so that is the story. So I hope everybody watched it. Yeah, and what I did enjoy about this movie is it really did feel like if Randy was the killer in Scream. Yes. Because Fabrizio is very much a Randy character. He is. Um, there's a great line in Scream when uh, fucking the boyfriend um, is talking to Randy. And he said, um, has your movie freaked mind lost its reality button? He says those words. And that's like basically what this kid is dealing with right now he he's obsessed with movies they do a little trivia game in the beginning of the film so it kind of gives you a baseline and he's like a movie nut um specifically they were talking about it like pennywise the clown from it so like horror movies Mm -hmm. um and yeah so if randy did turn to the dark side that is what would happen absolutely and it was actually pretty cool <laughs> to was. have that, like, to have that side of it. Because ha- I know there are movies that do show the case outside, but this movie was so reminiscent of, like, a Scream-like movie because it was very self-aware because it kept mm-hmm. talking about, like, being in a movie or, like, this is what would happen in a horror movie. Or, and he was describing being in a movie. And he's like, this is a classic horror movie. We're isolated. We have no bones. You know, like, we're we're in a like wreck you know there's like people coming after us and it is very very cool stuff so that's it that's a really great connection yeah i i got a lot of scream vibes from this movie mm-hmm. um i don't know i know scream six got greenlit it would be cool if uh scream six did something different and instead of um a typical slasher they did a group of friends get lost in the woods that situation. would be cool. I still haven't seen Scream 5. I'm so sorry. Um, it's because I have to like, I, I have to purchase it myself, like as a Blu-ray or something. Mm-hmm. So, but don't worry, mm-hmm. I, I, I will watch it soon. I mean, you need it. I assume you have the other four on DVD or Blu-ray. So yes, absolutely do. <laughs> you have to complete the collection. I do. I have to complete the collection. Yeah. 
So I will probably be getting that pretty soon because my birthday month is soon. So mm-hmm. I will uh, see it before six comes out, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, let's get into production. Yeah. I love the look of this movie. This movie was so scary looking. <laughs> was so appealing to look at. Yeah. Uh, it was very, the cool colors, like the greens and the blues were very dis- desaturated. Yes. Meanwhile, the reds and the pinks just really popped off the screen. And yeah. I really thought that was a beautiful look for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly what I was hoping for from a, an Italian horror movie where, you know, it Italians are all about their style and aesthetics and yeah. fashion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was very beautiful to look at. I thought the cinematography was great. Um, the horror score was very classic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of violin screeching and mm-hmm. high tension string instruments going on in the background. Yeah, it's one of my favorite types of score for yeah. a horror movie. So yeah. they really went into this trying to make it into a classic horror movie. So yeah. th- the title is very apropos. It is. <laughs> Um, and I'm glad they stuck with that theme of, um, I wouldn't say it looked vintage, but the desaturation. And I think there was a slight film grain over some of the scenes really Mm -hmm. helped create that classic aesthetic that we recognize from 70 and eighties horror movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then with the modern twist of just like having a smartphone, but it still doesn't help you. Right. Cool. Um, yeah, I agree with you with the colors and everything, especially whenever, um, they really used the color red a lot to their advantage whenever like the, uh, scary, uh, air raid alarms were going off and like the bad guys were coming, um, when the air raid alarms were on, so were like these red floodlights, you know, and like that just bathed everything in this dark red color and it was very sinister and like super cool I haven't really seen anything like that before and um and the minisode before this I talked about how the posters are on like you know google kind of show that same you know black and red light in in the pictures and stuff so that's really cool Mm -hmm. Um, another thing is the gore whenever there was gore you know stuff like that there there was adequate you know like blood it wasn't too much it was just um they were trying to be real about it and I appreciated that um how it looked was great um even like whenever someone is getting shot in the head you know it's great so um I'm glad they didn't skimp on that um you know in favor of the style they had a perfect balance of everything they needed. And yes, the cinematography was wonderful because everything, despite the, um, you know, like the color desaturation, everything looked quite clean at the same time, if that makes sense. It just looked really good. Like the production value was very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. very pretty. Very, very well done. I think what else, uh, the, the place they were at was pretty cool. I'm not sure what area of Italy they were in, but it was just like straight up, forest mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I think pine trees yeah I, I don't know if they shot in southern Italy but I believe they're in southern Italy okay gotcha just um you know just all the talk about the mafia being in southern Italy and all of that 
I think that's where it's supposed to be set. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because they kept describing like the south of Italy. I And I don't know much about Italian mafia, like the real Italian mafia in Italy. And I didn't realize they like hailed from the south. But that's interesting. <laughs> so. The one that is featured in this movie is a prominent Italian mafia type organized crime syndicate. Yeah. and criminal society based in the peninsula peninsular um, mountainous region of Calabria and dates back to the 18th century. It is considered to be one of the most powerful organized crime groups in the world. Wow. So, I bet they are. <laughs> which now makes me wonder about this whole movie. Like, yeah, is, is the director safe? Is he part of this? <laughs> I was going to say, is the mafia just trying to like, just cut, get into the movie making business. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, look at us Americans. All we do left and right is make all these mafia movies about like the mafia constantly and they don't really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably think it's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, if they're scared of us even more, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure they're all right with it. They probably get a chuckle out of it. They probably won't even go on Netflix to watch it. <laughs> No, they're gonna go on Bloodflix to watch it. They're going, yeah, they're gonna go on Bloodflix, uh, which has like <laughs> when the guy clicked on it on his computer, the icon was like an onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that is supposed to mean, but yeah, Bloodflix. Maybe it was like an incognito thing because it was like a dad's computer, and Bloodflix must be like the movie watching place where you watch all your snuff films. Yes. But yeah, overall, I thought this was very, a very well done movie. It's a lot for an hour and a half. It is a lot, but, but I, it was cool. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the twists. I enjoyed yeah. the turns. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, I guess realistic aspects. Um, writing with strangers, don't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> like I wasn't, I wasn't going to do it before this. Now I'm definitely not going to do this. Definitely don't because like, they're going to have like an eight pack of beer randomly. And then everyone's going to be drunk after one beer, allegedly <laughs> going to get into a car accident. Yeah. And what's worse is what if one of the people you're riding with is the son of a mafia Lord? Yeah. Like, geez, you, you will never know. Cause they won't tell you. <laughs> He's just, and he just acted like a creep the whole time anyway with his like you know live stream stuff and mm-hmm. uh, his hug you know so I don't know it's a weird dude mm-hmm. but he was a he was a fun villain I liked yeah, him a lot was, yeah he was excellent um, uh, other realistic aspects the mafia yeah <laughs> uh, the apparently they're Italian still mafia. thriving over there in Italy yeah the the real life Italian mafia like wow and cool i guess your friends just kind of leaving you to die when you're injured oh yeah poor englishman poor mark well he was the ginger and so he was gonna die regardless i feel like that might be a thing that's fair (laughs) um also i guess like being pregnant and being like coerced into trying to have an abortion when you're not really sure what you want to do yet Mm -hmm. um that kind of thing having your phone not work and being stranded that can be a very terrifying oh, yeah thing. that was something i wanted to point out because yeah. people who don't watch horror films always feel like it's a valid critique to be like oh ho, ho, i guess their cell phones don't work 
No. I mean, yeah, yeah, we have to establish that the cell phones don't work just like in the 1970s, we had to establish that the phone line was cut. Yes. It's, you have to have this, like, it's a trope, but it exists because if you're able to call for help, then there's no movie. Right, exactly. And also whenever they're, at this point in my life, um, you know, like I've been to different places just in my state alone. We're like, listen, I don't have service. Mm-hmm. I do have the ability to make an emergency phone call when I don't have service, but there are places where like legit, you probably don't have fucking service if you're in the middle of the forest like that. Like for real. Yeah. There are, so, there are plenty yeah. of places here in America where you don't get service. Especially but, it depends on your like provider as well. So like, it's not that far of a reach to say that you're in the middle of the fucking woods where with no cell towers and you have like the worst mm-hmm. possible provider and you don't have service like that probably happens to a lot of people driving through the midwest can get very frustrating because you <laughs> don't have service in a lot of areas yeah that's um, what happens when you drive through the middle of the state of pennsylvania is just like dead zones or just like no service in these small little towns and you have to wait until you get to the next town over um <laughs> So no one complained about, oh, you'd have like service. Like you don't have service like everywhere ever on the planet. Like you just don't. (laughs) One detail I liked about that though is um, throughout the movie, we see Elisa trying to text her mom to let her know I'm on my way, but we've crashed and I'm scared. Um, And by the time she gets to the beach and gets service again, all the text messages from her mom start flooding. Yeah. So I thought that was a very nice detail. That is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, Because that, that is what happens. And she's like, if this is a prank, you're not going to get away with it. And it's like, Oh geez. Yeah. Um, But overall this movie is a lot, but it was a fun time. It kept (laughs) me on my toes. Yeah. Me too. It was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, and the final girl was was really really great, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, she uh, and but she also had an extra, um, you know, motivator to want to survive because she is pregnant. So that's kind of a, a little bit of a new thing, mm-hmm. and I liked that. Um, I think the last time I knowingly knew we had a pregnant final girl would be Black Christmas, nineteen seventy eight. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you're probably right because I'm trying to like flip through all the movies in my brain and I don't think the, anything um, else. Yeah. The abortion subplot was pretty not subtle in yes. Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Black Christmas. Oh, geez. We, didn't we uh, cover that? We did. Nice. Um, that movie was like fucking crazy. <laughs> but yeah. um, I would give this an, ah, uh, yeah, that fucked me up because I, I had a good time. Yeah, that definitely fucked me up too. So I would give it the same grade. Excellent movie. Definitely watch it um, in Italian. Very cool. I loved it. I'm glad that you chose it. Really, really cool stuff. It was a classic horror movie for sure, but very modern as well. It was. I loved it. All right, man. I don't think I have anything else to add. I think that's all I've got. All right. Well, you know what? I've got the outro notes right here. So if you're ready to close close the door to this. I'm ready. All right, cool. Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. 
What did we learn today, Sam? I think you said it a couple times. Don't, don't do a rideshare app. Don't do rideshare. <laughs> like, just don't do it. Just, just do so. Just ride by yourself, like yeah. in an Uber. You know what I mean? Like solo riding. Yep. Spend the extra money to not get murdered. For sure. Just a little bit extra, but like there won't be any delays. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there won't be a problem. Nobody will be like horsing around in the RV. You'll just be strapped in a car. All right. But anyway, that's what we learned. So like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at horror show pod or search for real horror show on twitter follow us on facebook at real horror show like our page and share our stuff we also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found realhorrorshow.com want to interact with us want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires well comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet well submissions are open for movie reviews check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything if it's not done according to the rubric it will be disregarded sorry not sorry we love horror and if you're listening you do too i hope so please keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, you can find the buy us a coffee button on our website. It's a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And any other pertinent news? Not at this time. Yep, same here. Um, You know, hope everyone's enjoying the weather being warmer. Mm -hmm. So our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. There's a creepy dog that always follows me. It's got a